the nachos. No rain, nor wind, nor snow classico. Putting the high line with Rabbi and Red. Talking the rabbits and turning heads. With questions from you and analysis. In your car, in your home. Thank you for tuning to Holding the Hello, Rapids fans. You are listening to Holding the High Line with Rabbi and Red. This is a special guest segment of Know Thy Enemy, uh, talking all things Charlotte FC. I am joined now by David Gustler. David Gustler. I'm really, David, I'm really bad at uh, pronouncing last (laughs) names, who is the president of Mint City Collective. David, hello. Hello. Trust me, it's... uh... On our show, the Mint City Soccer Show, I mispronunciate a lot. So, um, so we have a lot of Polish players in Charlotte, and it's um, helping stretch my vocabulary a lot. So, okay, um, I guess my one claim <laughs> to fame on on last names in the um, in the Colorado Rapids media landscape, I was the only person who could get Axel Hoyberry's name correctly <laughs> to the point where I could say it in front of him, and he wouldn't correct me. Um, which is why after two years, he gave up and said, "Just everybody call me Schubert." Which, if you've seen. How his name is spelled, that makes sense. But, yeah. uh, uh, David, let's get into it. I guess first I want to talk about the, the news of, uh, uh, of recent. Um, what'd you make of the result last night? 120 minutes against, I'll say, local rival, uh, Greenville <laughs> Triumph, but ultimately getting the result, but, uh, a lot of minutes <clears throat> on a lot of legs for go, looking ahead to Saturday. Yeah. Uh, it, first it's, it was exciting to have Charlotte actually play in the U.S. Open Cup for, you know, their inaugural season. So that was exciting. Had a lot of, uh, away fans travel down to Greenville, which, you can say local. It's an hour and a half drive from Charlotte, so it's not too bad. But um, it, was a, it was a great game to see. Um, obviously, Charlotte, I think the intent was to have a lot of their um, second team players kind of get some minutes in and players who haven't seen a lot of minutes. Um, but then about 60 minutes into it, uh, you know, Miguel actually subbed in some of our, our starters, which was a good thing and a bad thing because it helped us get a win there, I think, towards the end. Um, but as you said, uh, unfortunately, went into extra time in 120 minutes. Um, some of our starters did unfortunately play, I think, a lot more minutes than what a lot of fans were expecting, and Miguel probably expected to see. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they recover and fly up to Colorado this weekend and see see how fresh those legs are going into the game on Saturday. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Miguel and Hal Maria's there. Um, if I look here at the standings, uh, David, I'll see that Charlotte is in eighth in the Eastern Conference. That's better than FC Cincinnati. That's better than Austin was this time last year. Um, yep. Miguel had, I would argue, the greatest Spanish language quote in the history of Major League Soccer. Um, I think there's, a, we won't go into a, a sure. huge conversation about maybe who has the best English language one, but um, you've gotten some wins against other teams that I would consider candidates for the MLS wins food. You have a goal scorer, something Austin did not have last year. If we look at Atlanta or LAFC, teams that had success as expansion teams, they both had good goal scores. Are you guys totally screwed? Um, so I, I, I don't think we're totally screwed, um, especially now that you, we, we have a second DP now and is actually starting to get on the field. So Camille, and I'm probably going to butcher this again, Polish names is not my strong point. Uh, Jozwiak is, uh, is finally on the field and saw some minutes in Greenville. Granted, I don't think he's going to be able to put 90 minutes in in Colorado this weekend. But um, we've got a goal scorer. I think you're starting to see 
Miguel's system come to life a little bit um, with, with some of these games. And like you said, we, we beat Cincinnati. Um, you know, what was at the beginning of the season a, a strong victory against New England? You know, it's it's here or there if it's actually be a strong win or not currently. But um, beat Atlanta as well. So can't complain. Three victories for a team that a lot of pundits and, and media folks thought would be bottom of the table um, at this point and really for the rest of the season. Um, I'll take eighth right now. And as we get into the summer, um, potentially getting our second DP more more legs and um, even maybe even signing a third DP. So we'll see how that comes to life. But um, I, I don't think we're screwed as as many people thought we were at the beginning of the season. So. I would I would agree with you there. Uh, the Rapids have I don't know how much you watch the games obviously, but they have not been their usual stout defensive self the last couple of weeks. They've maybe given up too few too good opportunities. They haven't necessarily controlled the midfield. And when the opponent has gotten opportunities, they have finished them. Tell me a little bit about um, Carol Swindersky, who I see has four goals and one assist, the same number of goals and assists listeners as Diego Rubio. And Diego Rubio is not a designated player. Um, but in any case, um, what have you seen from him? What would be, if you were maybe scouting this for Robin Frazier, what would you say to the Rapids defense in order to try and slow him down? Yeah, um, so early on in the season where you saw Carol have some success, so you know four goals within uh, two games is where we had uh, running almost that 4-4-2 shape. Um, so having Carol kind of paired up top with Daniel Rios, uh, who was a late season signing for us, um, actually signed right before our very first game against DC United from Nashville. Um, Carol's really great in space. And the biggest thing is, is that um, he struggled a little bit earlier in the season when he was by himself up there on an island, basically. And it, it gave the center backs the ability to um, put pressure and not allow him to get the ball. And then he didn't have any pieces to play the ball off of. What you've seen with Charlotte where they've had success is where you get that 4-4-2 or even a 5-3-2 and have him with some wingers and have him up top with somebody else who's able to hold the play up and get him the ball um, and make space that way. So biggest thing that I would say if I was Colorado, um, make sure that Daniel Rios isn't able to help feed the ball to Carroll there um, if that's the, the formation to go with. But now with Camille coming from Poland as well um, with the from a winger position, you may have a secondary attacking option that we did not have before. Mm -hmm. Let's move back into the midfield. I think obviously yeah. one of the um, young, one of the feel good stories, I think regardless of what happens the rest of the season uh, for Charlotte FC has been Ben Bender, um, obviously a fascinating story and a interesting uh, parallel small world situation with him and Sasha question for the home opener, uh, an MLS super draft pick. Rapids fans are very familiar with first round super draft picks being extremely productive what have you seen so far from him this season what kind of a player is he yeah I, i'll be honest with you, i was very shocked um i did not expect him to get significant minutes this much and this early into the season and i don't think really any charlotte fc fans did as well um one of the things that we felt we were really strong in heading into the season was our midfield and that spine um and then being able to see bender come in and earn starting minutes right off the bat is um pretty su surprising but i think it speaks to the potential that he has as a player um where he's been successful is really being able to push. Um, I will say from a defensive perspective, he is not as strong as you would want to see in that midfield. So I know you said earlier that, you know, the Rapids have had some struggles with that midfield, but if they can put pressure on him and put pressure on the midfield, um, he's not going to be a very stout defensive player quite yet. Um, but what he has been able to do is be able to push the ball, uh, make something out of nothing. He, he tends to go down that left wing um, and be able to essentially 
take on one or two players and create a chance and a cross to be able to make something out of nothing, which is um, pretty, pretty great for a player that young um, and be able to be that mature when it comes to um, creating space. Um, so um, I will say like he, he does create space as well and does run off the ball really well as, as, as you know, as he continues to get familiar with the system. Um, it'll be interesting. Like I said, with that second DP coming into play, if he continues to be a mid or if they potentially push him out to the wing more, um, with with Yozviak uh, coming into the field as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to admit, David, that uh, the four one three two is my favorite formation in soccer. It is what I play historically on any career mode, player or manager on FIFA. It is what I play on Football yeah. Manager. So I'm very I don't see it very often. So I'm very very excited to see it in person on Saturday. Albeit I'll argue maybe a little bit of a work in progress for an MLS sure. expansion team, but. As someone who I know from playing it as a manager in video game <laughs> format, in the metaverse, maybe you would say, um, getting that demon position and whether or not they're a regista, how much they are to store is really key to what you're doing, especially given what we've talked about with how the midfield and how it's collapsed for the Rapids has been a problem and how it might be an area of strength should the PIDs get a result on Saturday. Um, Brett Bronico, I think, has been a really interesting player. He did play. He did come on. He played 56 minutes, according to the match center that I'm looking at uh, against Greenville. What kind of a player has he been? How critical has that pivot been for Charlotte's success and some of their failures on the road this season? Yeah. Um, so Brant was, is, is a great like player, at least for us so far this season. I, I, going back to Ben Bender, I don't think a lot of people expected him to be able to beat out Sergio Ruiz um, as that six within that system, right? Um, Brant's got a lot of MLS experience. So from coming from the Chicago Fire, he was a local guy here in Charlotte, played at UNC Charlotte. So a lot of the local fans here are really like supportive and appreciative of him um, just as a player and as a local guy. Um, but what has been interesting with him is that, I mean, he really does see the field really well and is able to distribute the ball. Like If you look at some of his stats on foot mob, um, his, his passing accuracy is really well. Um, the past two to three weeks where he started, um, he's played really well defensively as well. So Carlos Gil. Uh, did not have a great game the very first time against Charlotte, and Brant was a main reason for that. He's pretty physical for the guy his size um, and does like to sink back a little bit as that CDM and that sitting mid um, right in front of that those four backs in the, in the defense, right? Um, so I will say I, I'm excited to see him con- continue to grow and continue to play more of Charlotte. I, you did see Charlotte sign Derek Jones, which is a bigger body, um, and he's seen some minutes here recently here and there. So I think R- Miguel and what he's, his approach is, is that he really does adapt to the subs and the system based off the opponent. And so sometimes we are in a 4-4-2. Sometimes we go to a 5-3-2. And some of these subs and starters really depend on the opponent. And it, it, I think it really depends on if Miguel wants a more physical body, which is where he'll go with Derek Jones, um, or if he wants someone to be able to, you know, own that space and own the ball and, and really be that conductor of the of the field. And he'll, he'll put Brandon in that situation. Oh, we got, we just got done, Rabbi and I, listeners, uh, with, uh, the Queen City Soccer Show, and we were asked by Cole, the host there, about key matchups that we were looking at. And David, I think, um, Lucas Estevez, who's the Brazilian left back, left wing back, depending on the situation for the Rapids, has been really key. He could be matched up in a really interesting situation with Jalen Lindsay. Full disclosure, I do another podcast with Daniel Sperry, who used to write for Last Word on Soccer, the site I write for, and then now he's with uh, the Kansas City Star. We were jokingly, like if 
MLS had NFTs or like you could actually buy stock in players like, you know, Charlotte fans buying stock in Ben Bender. We were both, we are both Jalen Lindsay hashtag diamond hands. Yes. Um, what have you seen so far from him? I think he was a sneaky good pickup. And I think obviously that's a really critical in battle within the war um, tomorrow or on Saturday. Yeah, um, I think Charlotte's actually been really, really happy with Jalen as well. And, and they just recently extended his contract here in Charlotte. So he's actually going to be here longer term, which is great because he's a young guy, um, is actually a local kid as well. So he grew up here in the Carolinas in Charlotte as, as an uh, academy player, right? Um, Jalen's been great um, defensively. And I think he's starting to get a little bit more comfortable with within that wing back, occasionally right wing back or just pushing up on the sides. Um, because what you have seen in Charlotte is that with us running that 4-4-2 or 4-1-3-2, depending on who you talk to, um, we don't have a lot of width, right? And so we depend on those those left back or right back to be able to push up the field a little bit more and help put pressure because Franco, who was on that same side as Jalen, as that mid, does not like to go on the wings very much or create space. Um, so Jalen's been pushed up a lot more. And offensively, Jalen's he's growing. Uh, he's definitely showing a lot more growth, be able to push and be more confident with it. Um, but defensively, he's super sound. So being able to have him push up, if he can create some chances, create some crosses there and help make more space for uh, Franco there in the mid, uh, it, it'll be a, a, a win-win for Charlotte. I'll be definitely interested to see what that matchup looks like as he continues to push up. And if we run a five-back set, you're going to see Jalen push up a heck of a lot more than he has been with, more recently with the four-back set. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rapids historically, David, have been the set piece kings of MLS. It's been a little bit of a slow start this season. Their main issue has been, I think, getting those opportunities rather than what they've done uh, with them. I have to admit, uh, most center back pairings for an expansion team, I think, can be a, um, you know, can be built on a house of cards in certain situations. Um, what has Charlotte looked like so far on set pieces? And I'll say both attacking and defending. So defending, I mean, um, my co-host Matt Swift on the Met City Soccer Show, uh, we were actually talking about this more recently in one of our episodes, is that Charlotte has, um, they have not been great on set pieces, to be honest with you. Um, they've gotten pretty lucky, and um, our Kalina, one of our, our, our goalkeepers, has bailed us out a ton on some of these set pieces. Uh, if you go back to even more recently, the Atlanta game that we played, we were very fortunate to not give up one, even possibly two goals just off set pieces, where either the team is not aware of quick set pieces or are they doing zone man marking? It just really depends. Right. Um, so defensively, there's been some questions for Charlotte. And so I know you said it's been a slower start for, for the Rapids to, for those set pieces. Selfishly, I hope it continues to be a slow start for you guys. <laughs> um, but um, I would not be surprised if you guys actually have some chances come from set pieces from our defensive side. Um, offensively, I will say Charlotte's gotten a lot better the past few weeks. Uh, Camille, I'm sorry, not Camille Carroll. Uh, Swiderski has obviously scored as pretty dangerous with those set pieces. He almost scored again um, against New England, just based off a set piece again. Um, but also T.T. Ortiz, who's been sub off the bench lately, um, has and uh, Alcivar as well, has been able to create chances off corners. So um, creating more chances, you're seeing them grow and get more comfortable, especially as an expansion club. They're getting more familiar on who's confident with those set pieces and who can create chances. So Offensively, I'm hoping we continue to grow with it. <clears throat> Defensively, it is something I'm concerned with, though. Mm -hmm. uh, David, I'm not sure if you know, but uh, the Colorado Rapids are celebrating sustainability. It's a big deal here in the Mountain State, but one of the things that they'll be doing like they did for um, this last year is they'll be wearing what we call the Class 5 kit. So I think it's fitting that the Rapids are wearing their, what we've been calling, it's, we've been calling it mink green, but obviously we call it the Class 5 or the 
14er kits. I would assume that would mean Charlotte will be in the Carolina blue, if I can call it that, which I think brings into a question of what we're going to look like from a crowd perspective. You know, I think Rapids fans look and they see, oh, you know, the record attendance against the LA Galaxy, mostly filling out the lower bowl in their other home games. And we look at this from the standpoint of maybe being an unconventional soccer market and then certainly a market that I would argue for a number of reasons that are not the fault of soccer fans interested, um, you know, did not succeed from a lower division standpoint. We do not need to discuss what's going on from a PR standpoint with the Charlotte Independence. But I'm wondering, what's the soccer culture been like? What's the supporter culture been like? What can we expect from an away day on Saturday? Yeah, I think um, it, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like, I mean, at least we, we won't touch on the Independence in that that fun, fun space. But um, I will say Car- the Carolinas and Charlotte has been a, a pretty big hotbed for so- soccer for a very long time. I know locally I grew up playing it. There's tons and tons of youth academies here kids growing up and playing it. And so what you have been seeing is that the supporter culture, while young and still new in terms of MLS, um, it you you have fans here who know soccer and you're starting to get them involved and you're starting to see them kind of create our own things, uh, which is which has been great and exciting to see. And, and being a president of a supporter group, um, it's been a lot of fun to be able to be a part of that, right? Um, I, I can't say I, I'm create anything myself or be able to, you know, have the artistic ability to create these amazing TIFOs or chants or anything like that. I just help put the pieces together and bring people along and have fun with it. Right. And create a community with, with the Mint City Collective. And um, the one great thing that I will say is that there's five to six main supporter groups are officially recognized here in, in Charlotte. Um, and all of us work really, really well together. And it, like we all want to be part of community like efforts. I know you said sustainability is a big thing there in Colorado um, all five of us, six of us are really working on creating community initiatives here uh, just with the supporter groups. And we all want to be passionate and support within that. Um, I know one of the things I'm passionate about is um, is food scarcity within the community. So we've been doing a lot of stuff focusing on that, creating programs and helping out programs such as Block Love within the uh, within the Carolinas. So if you want to check out an organization that could use a lot of support, check out Block Love from Charlotte. Uh, but um, when it comes to like that supporter culture and away travel, um, Selfishly, I'm going to say like, yeah, locally, we, we traveled pretty well. We traveled really well to D.C. We went to Greenville, went to Atlanta really well. I'm not sure how much or how many people will travel all the way to Colorado for this game. I do know we actually have a few Mint City Collective members going out there um, mm. who, who are definitely excited to check out the stadium and be a part of that atmosphere. Um, I will just do a quick plug because we actually um, so with Mint City Collective, we have chapters throughout the Carolinas. We have some throughout like other parts of the states. We actually have a member out there who created a chapter there in Denver, Colorado. Um, and he's actually originally from Charlotte. So if there are any Charlotte fans out there, selfishly, definitely check out um, Ben. They go meet at Will Call there in Denver and they support Charlotte FC. So, um, you know, give them some love, give them some support. I know there's a lot of rapid fans out there, but, you know, we got, we've got a few folks from Charlotte trying to go out there. So. Okay. And I will say um, if there are any Charlotte fans who are making the trip out, who are listening to this right now at LWS, Matt Pollard, uh, my DMs are open. Feel free to hit me up if you want um, suggestions on what to do for game day or if you want to see me there. Um, and if you just don't, if you just generally like you're flying in, you don't know what to do. The C38 tailgate starts usually two hours before kickoff. It's $10 unlimited food. With, there's kegs and everything. Um, and that's on the south end of the stadium, Dick's Sporting Goods Park. Um, it's impossible to get lost in Denver, Colorado, David, because find the mountains and that way's west. So, uh, <laughs> so that's the easy one. So if you just generally want to do that, you will find nice people and C38 are not a violent bunch of hooligans or anything. Nice. So, um, you will be, uh, 
there'll be some side eyes. There'll be a little sure. bit of banter, but we'll find you a good local beer that you like. Um, and then certainly there's plenty of food to be had and plenty of options as well. Um, and then, uh, David, we are all about shameless plugs, helping out the community. We actually have our staff photographer is a first generation Ukrainian American, and he's um, doing volunteer work at the Polish border right now. So I will include a link to Block Love Charlotte in the show notes for any listeners that want to check that out. But David, I think that does it for us. We do often ask our guests um, with uh, no expectations for holding them accountable to it. Do you have a prediction for Saturday? Oh, man. Um, mm-hmm. So if, if Greenville actually ended on time and we didn't have to play many starters, I would have been I would have been pretty confident or, or have a better chance of saying we walk away with a draw. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to selfishly say like, I'm always going to want to win, but realistically, I, I do think Colorado walks away with a victory here. One to nothing. Charlotte has not had a good, good spell of away games or scoring away. And then with us playing our third game in seven days, um, that does not scream success for us. So I'm going to give you guys the, the betting chance here and say one, nothing you guys, but, um, I, I'll be ecstatic if we walk away with a draw at least. All right, then, uh, listeners, if you like what you heard, uh, you can follow David on Twitter at GusBust3R. Um, and then obviously check out, uh, Mint City Collective. You can find them at mintcitycollective.com or on the Twitter machine at mintcitycoll. David, anything else you want to say about this or shall we get out of here? Uh, nothing. I really appreciate you having me on and, uh, really look forward to Saturday's game. So good luck and, um, hopefully we pull away with the win. So thanks again. <laughs> All right, listeners, we'll see you on Saturday.